Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Well, hello, everyone. It's Julie Harris with Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching and Real Estate Coaching Radio, where you get your unfiltered, full-strength dose of real estate reality. So today, I'm going to be hosting the call and giving you some great ways, one specifically great way, of getting more listings. Now, for those of you who have said, well, we're winding down the year, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, well, listen to some previous calls that we've done about the mindset of acting as if it's already 2015. Start your year now. Don't take a breath. Don't take a break. Be the only one who is working this time of year. It's okay if your car is the only one in your broker's parking lot. That might freak you out temporarily until you realize that that just spells more opportunity for you. So embrace the idea of actually adding to your listing inventory this time of year. This is a hedge against some of your clients and prospects who are going to naturally take a break during the holidays. They're going to take their house off the market until January, maybe even until spring. So if you're somebody that normally carries 10 listings this time of year, Make a commitment to get it to 15, maybe even more. That way, when three or four of your sellers take a break, your inventory isn't dwindling to the point where your lead generation is drying up on you. So the topic of today's call is looking for listings? Home seller seminar, step-by-step guide. That's right, I said home seller seminar, your step-by-step guide. So let's just jump right in. You guys will probably want to take notes on this. Everyone's heard of your typical buyer seminar. And a lot of you guys have done these before. Those are relatively easy to put together. You can have your lender there, maybe somebody that, uh, a builder, new construction, something like that. These are pretty typical to do buyer seminars, pretty easy to put together. What I'm talking about here is a home seller seminar. We're looking for listings here. So many of our top producing students are doing these seller seminars. Be mindful first of the time of month, time of year, weather, etc. So for example, uh, where we used to sell in Columbus, Ohio, it'd probably be a bad idea to try and do a home seller seminar during the OSU Michigan game on a Saturday. Probably nobody will show up. Okay, so be mindful of your area, what's going on. Some of you guys have harvest festivals, different community celebrations. Choose your date wisely. And earlier is better for those of you who live in nasty weather climates, so let's get cracking on this. So be mindful of the time of month, time of year, the weather, and what's happening locally. So point number one is choose your location. Your location can be very critical in getting your attendance. See, when agents put together either buyer or seller seminars, oftentimes they spend all of their time on creating great content, deciding what they're going to talk about, maybe having some guest speakers. That's great, but really the most important thing for you to concentrate on is actually getting people to show up. So let's start with your location. Now, some of you guys have beautiful, gorgeous offices 
where you're proud to take somebody into your large conference room, and that's an appropriate place to have the event. But if not, maybe you're in a satellite office, maybe you're a home office agent, or maybe your actual office isn't that great looking. So consider a restaurant's meeting room. You know, a lot of your nice restaurants have a separate area that you can rent for not very much money or maybe even not have to pay them at all if you're going to have coffee there, if you're going to spend a little bit of money with them. If you don't want to spend money with a restaurant, you can do it in your church's meeting room possibly. Libraries will let you do this. Your local park, my, uh, country clubs. There's lots of different ways to choose a good location. But don't make it something that's gated. You know, Don't have a bunch of barriers to getting there. Don't bury it in the back of a neighborhood, stuff like that. And just for safety reasons, don't have it at your own house. Okay? So decide where you're going to have it. Location is important. You can also provide home seller seminars as part of your neighbor's only open house. So you can combine this with an open house or a series of open houses if you have several in the same neighborhood. How can you monetize this? Well, create a simple flyer. You're going to door knock with flyers in hand inviting the neighbors to your newest listing, a neighbors only sneak preview open house where you'll also be doing a quick seller seminar. Educate yourself on what's happening in the marketplace. So if you wanted to combine this with an open house, you can certainly do that. Again, create your flyer, invite people. So if you're going to have this on, say, a Sunday afternoon, door knock on Thursday and Friday with your flyers, remember the point is to get people to show up. You can have the best program put forward with all of your bullet points and you know, beautiful handouts, but if nobody shows up, who cares? So keep that in mind. Location matters. Okay? Now, you can also have your lenders pay for part of this. Catering, maybe they help you pay for the room if you're going to put it in a restaurant or something like that. Uh, your mortgage guy, your title people, you know, depending on how you set that up, of course, with all the new title rules. Um, you can partner with maybe somebody else on your team or your broker might pay for part of this. So don't decide not to do this because there's a cost involved. In fact, you can completely zero base this by maybe putting it in a library, creating your own flyers, maybe attaching it to an open house. It does not have to be an expensive event. So point number one was all about location. Point number two is what are you going to talk about? So the agenda for the event. Well, I wrote down actual market data. What are the days on the market in the area that you work, in the area that you're doing the seminar? If I'm coming to your home seller seminar, I live in whatever zip code, whatever country club area, whatever neighborhood. Well, what are the days on the market in there? And what is the trend over the past 90 days, six months, and then for the whole year? Some of you live in areas where the days on the market are increasing quite obviously. I've had several coaching calls today where my agents have more inventory than ever, and of course that means higher days on the market. Others of you are in really hot little pockets of things of neighborhoods, and you still have like five days on the market, multiple offers. So which is it for you? Don't just do it for your micro neighborhood. Do it for the zip code. Do it for your town so you can speak intelligently. Quick example of this. One of the areas we used to sell overall, average days on the market, was about 60 to 90, pretty normal market. But there was about six different streets that were so hot, it was practically sold before you put your sign in the yard. So you've got to know within your market what's the, what are the days on the market. Based on all of your research, you also should be able to do some reasonable market predictions for the next 12 months. 
So use our past radio shows for ideas. If you've missed any shows, you can go by topic. You can figure this out, what, you know, add to your repertoire by going to realestatecoachingradio.com. We've done a lot of interviews with predictions of what's happening to the marketplace, so rely on what we're giving you to be smart about this. Okay, so again, realestatecoachingradio.com, share it with your friends, use the content. That's part of the reason we do this for you guys. Okay, so, so far on your agenda, you're going to talk about actual market data, days on the market, market predictions for the next 12 months. Have a lender talk about mortgages. What's happening in the land of mortgages? See, a lot of people still believe that you can only get a loan if you're putting 20 or 30% down. And in some markets, that may still be true. Some you know, buyers, that still is true because they're fighting some past credit issues. Maybe the price range that they're buying in requires them to be doing 20 or 30% down. But there's also a lot of interesting you know, new types of, well, they're not even new types of loans. I would say they're returning to the market. I'm hearing more 3.5% down FHA. What is the FHA loan limit in your area? You need to know that. They have changed in the past 12 months. So FHA, for some of you, VA, there's some really special loans for veterans right now that are only good through Veterans Day, and then they'll change some other loan programs. Some of the home path financing has gone away. You need to know about these things. So Part of the byproduct of having a home seller seminar is you're going to force yourself to know more about what sellers expect you to know about. So have a guest lender talk about mortgages. You might even have a first-time buyer lender, depending on your marketplace, what's appropriate. You might have an FHA VA friendly lender. You might have a self-employed. If you live in San Francisco and you're surrounded by people that have startup companies, maybe you have somebody who specializes in self-employed and people who don't have a lot of uh, business or job history, you know, look at where you're selling and do it appropriately. If you're in a high-end luxury golf course market where it's all A, paper with lots of money down, you can have a traditional lender be your lender guest. But be able to talk about low interest rates. So, for example, don't just say, hey, rates are low. Everybody knows rates are low. Well, why do I care? If you live in an expensive neighborhood, compare what's the difference if you have a, a loan at – say, eight or 900000 at 4% versus if rates go up to 55 or 6%, what kind of impact is that having on that payment? Actually make it mean something to your audience. Give them some examples. If you're in a lower-end or first-time buyer neighborhood, take an example of 3.5% down using FHA financing at this advantageous rate. Your payment could be as low as this. Is this less than you're paying for your lease in your apartment? Probably it is, another advantage of having low interest rates. You might also entertain the idea of having a stager present. Okay, So you guys don't always realize that part of why sellers have you over for your listing presentation, sometimes they tell you, sometimes they don't. This is why using our listing presentation, you'll know this ahead of time, but that's beside the point. Um, some of them want you over to help them with staging. So have a stager talk about, maybe your stager comes and says the top five reasons that somebody buys this house versus this house are A, B, C, D, and E. You need to make sure you've got them before they walk in the door and your foyer has to look fantastic. Those are the two places where decisions are made. It would be interesting for them to hear from a stager. Incidentally, stagers are potentially great lead sources for you. Some of my coaching clients have listing leads from their stager friends who oftentimes are called to a property before 
the potential listing agents are interviewed. So if you're not friends with a stager or two or three, that might be a nice little spoke of business for you to invest in. And some of you guys, maybe you want to get uh, a little bit more versed on staging as well. That might help you. So if it's neck-to-neck, agent-to-agent, and one of them knows how to stage, and that's important to the seller and the other one doesn't, you know, remove that obstacle. Get good at it. So again, have a guest stager as part of your seminar. All right. So the point of your presentation is to educate the sellers on what is the process and how to choose an agent. Now we're starting to make it about you. Why are you doing this anyway? Because you want listings. So remember, folks think that all agents are the same. You need to explain to the sellers what they need to be looking for in an agent. What questions should a seller be asking when they're deciding on their agent? See, this is one of those things where you guys all get really irritated when the first question the sellers ask is, can you cut your commission? Will you do it for less? Will you do it for a shorter listing contract? Well, why do they do that? Because they don't know any other way to sort you out. Normal, if there is a normal seller out there anymore, normal homeowners or sellers, you know, we're all the same to them. And that's why they go after your commission sometimes. Furthermore, they don't know why it might be a mistake to list with their best buddy from golfing. I mean, what questions have they even asked this guy, right? How many homes has he sold? What's his average days on the market? Average list-to-sell price ratio? Things that we teach you in your listing presentation and your pre-listing package, which, again, is part of our coaching. And those of you who – a lot of our coaching clients listen to this every day. You guys know this. So remember that the average homeowner thinks that everybody is the same. So one of the things that I do with my coaching clients is I always put you guys on the spot. And I say, all right. So why would I want to list with you? And I'm just quiet at that point. And then usually you'll go on and on about your connections and you're going to put my house online and you're going to communicate better than anybody else. And then everybody always sounds the same. So what about something that does matter to the seller? You have lower days on the market than average. You have a, a better list to sell price ratio. What are the questions they should be asking so that they don't just go after your commission. What are your USPs? Well, what is a USP? A unique sales proposition. We teach you four specific unique sales propositions that you use in your pre-listing package. So you can answer that question, what makes you different? Why would I want to choose you? How do I even decide on a listing agent? So if we want our sellers to treat us with better respect and less objections, it's our job to educate them on what they should care about. What should they be asking? So one of the things that we teach you is to give a list of questions that are included in your pre-listing package, by the way, uh, that sellers should use when interviewing other agents. You literally go through the questions. So you can do this in your home seller seminar. Why do they need to know the answers? Because it could affect their bottom line, the speed in which the house sells and the money that goes into their pocket. And then you give them your answers, which are, quote, the right answers, how we want them to be thinking, how you can best benefit and give them the best level of service. So we can't expect sellers to know the right questions to ask because most people only sell in every five to seven years or longer. So why would they know the right questions? In your home seller's seminar, have 10 questions that sellers should care about along with your answers. You can use this as a handout to everyone in the audience. You can make it available on your website. 
You can, you know, lots of different ways you can utilize this. But the point is, have things that they should care about. So imagine, for example, and I love teaching this because it puts our students at such an unfair advantage. And Tim always talks about competition. You know, it is a competitive world out there. If you go on a listing presentation as your coach or future coach, I 100% expect you to take the listing unless for some reason you don't want it. And in most cases, you will have determined that and not gone in the first place. But maybe you find out something when you're there. So imagine, if you will, you're in a competitive listing situation. And some of you guys shut down when I mention that because all of the listings you've had so far have been friends or family or close referrals. But realize to get to the next level of business, you're going to have to compete at some level. So unless you're happy doing what you're doing, embrace the fact that you have to get good at this stuff. This is what we do all day. Okay? So I love teaching this because it gives you such a, an incredible advantage. So you can practice this at your seminar, but imagine in a real listing presentation, normally you have your pre-listing package, you're in control, you've done a good pre-qualification script with your homeowner, you're basically there to do the CMA, answer some questions, and close for the signature. Versus your competitor, where they walk in the door, your seller has your list of questions that, you got, that they got at your home seller seminar they went to the week before. They got the 10 questions along with your answers. And they sit down that agent that's competing with you and say, I'm so glad to meet you. I have 10 questions I'd like to ask you. Now, what does that do to the other agent? Again, we teach you to compete. And we're also educating all of your future sellers through your seller seminar. Now you're putting that other agent on the spot. Well, what seller, what's our 10 questions? Oh, my gosh. So they're probably not going to take the listing. It's going to give you the advantage. You can do a light version of this during your seller seminar. So the, point, the third point, you can offer something of value when you're there. Why do I really want to go? Because I'm going to walk away with something. So you're not just a public service announcement, why you're so great and what's happening in the market. You're actually going to give them something. So point number three is to offer on-site CMAs, market valuations, Okay? and be ready to actually set listing appointments. So how do you do on-the-spot CMAs? Well, bring your laptop there. Make sure you have Internet connection. Have a simple form for them to fill out so that you don't have 10 people standing in line waiting and waiting and getting impatient. Have them fill out a simple form about their home. Okay? How long have they been there? Um, what do they feel it's worth? Uh, what are the recent sales that they're aware of? When are they moving? Contact information, email address, phone number, etc. And then for those who are willing to wait, you can do maybe you have three or four laptops set up, and your lender can do this, and your assistant can do this, and your buyer's agent is next to you. But if it's just you, have your laptop ready to go. And you're not going to do a super detailed CMA. You can do a basic CMA to give them a range, particularly because you haven't actually been in their house. So maybe there's certain condition issues that will sway you one way or the other. But you can at least offer your on-site comparative market analysis. And this is a great way for you to get them to sign in. Have a nice-looking card stock, you know, half-page card, which is their registration, and they're, uh, basically they're filling this out to get a free CMA. This also, incidentally, gives you some lead follow-up cards because that evening you're going to go home and you're going to call all of them. I have your free CMA request here. Tell me more about your situation which, by the way, is the world's most simple script that will get you more information and help you determine how you can help somebody. So point number three is your CMA free market 
valuation, and again, have them fill out information cards. So just to go back for a second, the first point was location. Make sure it's professional. Make sure it's a good location that's easy to find. Bonus points if you can put directional signs out. You know, when we did our, uh, some of our promotions, we had you know, 50 directional signs all over town making sure people made it in. So there you go. Make sure you choose a great location. Point number two is the agenda. Market data, days on the market, trends, what's happening around you. Some of you guys have tons of new construction moving in on you. Maybe you have a talk about the impact of new construction versus trying to sell a resale home and you know how all of that goes, and we, we might get to that in a second. Okay, so again, your point of your presentation is to both educate the sellers on the process, what's happening in the market, as well as how to choose an agent, i.e., why they want to choose you. Point number three was offering a free CMA market valuation so that you're giving them something of value. And again, be ready to set some actual listing appointments. And in fact, your goal should be to set listing appointments while you are still there. Have your agenda, your calendar ready. Have your iPhone calendar. However you keep track of, of your schedule, be ready to actually close for listing appointments. Why do you even go to a, seller, a home selling seminar? Well, chances are good you're thinking about selling. So remember, ABC, always be closing. Don't just have a great event and let them all ride off into the sunset with no contact information, no follow-up, and no appointments. You're going to be disappointed if that's how you handle it. So for some of you, you're freaking out because you've never done this before. You are not necessarily super comfortable presenting yet. This is one reason why you hire a coach, by the way. But here's the thing. It's okay if your first few events are a little bit rocky. That just makes you real. That's okay. Don't give up. You can make this a major listing lead generation spoke. I'll give you an example. A lot of my coaching clients are doing um, Halloween and Thanksgiving events for their center of influence, either past client appreciation parties or something like this. Well, the first time they do it, it's always a little bit rocky. There's always weird things that happen, um, you know, anything from paying retail for pumpkins that they're going to auction to next the time they do it, they're going to pay wholesale for pumpkins, right? So one of my clients uh, has a file called Best Practices Checklist. So whenever she does a new event, she actually sits down and says, all right, what went well and what didn't go well? When I do it next time, how am I going to make it better and different? So that becomes her best practices for each event. So it's totally okay and normal for your first events, whether it's this home seller seminar, whether it's a home buyer seminar, a past client appreciation party, um, you know, whatever you're doing in front of people, it's okay if it's a little bit rocky. That just makes you completely normal. Don't give up. Don't decide that it didn't work and, oh, it was a terrible event. I was so disorganized. Most things in real estate work when you work them well and when you work them consistently. So the next time... Maybe you decide to do the event with a charitable organization like the Red Cross. We love doing events with the Red Cross because they will prospect into the community for you. To They're calling both, I believe they call people who have never given blood, but especially people who are on their roster who live in your community who routinely give blood. They will do those outbound phone calls to get people to show up. So you could do a home seller seminar that also has the blood mobile. The blood mobile draws people in. They go to your home selling seminar because you're on site right there. And, you know, you can see how this can become a bigger and bigger event. But we mentioned Red Cross a lot because they're easy to work with. They have the blood mobile. It's something that's hard to say no to. 
it's mobile, and they prospect for you. And who doesn't know who the Red Cross is? It's great. Okay, so maybe you can rent a movie theater and provide a free movie after they hear your presentation. Almost any theater will gladly rent a theater for a private event. Maybe you have your lender pay for it. None of this is particularly expensive, but you've got to take action and put it together. So maybe your first event is kind of a home seller seminar light. You do it for free using your library, some directional signs. You have a stager and a lender, and you have coffee and donuts, and that's it. And maybe you, maybe you only have 10 people show up. Totally fine. You're learning how to do the home seller seminar. So maybe next time you add in the flyers to the neighborhood so you get more people to show up now that you're a little bit more confident about what you're doing. This is not necessarily a one-time deal. This is meant to be a spoke for you. Spokes in the wheel. We've talked about this on previous coaching calls. I'm sorry, radio shows. <laughs> sorry, I go into coaching mode. You have to forgive me. Okay, so you might uh, look at other local charities. Coming up, you know, timely things, food drives, toys for tots, um, I know in Texas there's something that the firefighters do where they collect um, toys, and then I think it's called Blue Santa or something like that where the, the uh, firemen dress up as Santa and deliver toys and stuff. So you can tie this to a lot of different things. Maybe you have a home seller seminar with a food drive at your library that's very local with lots of good signage. So there is no super specific way of doing this. There's no real right or wrong except to not have anybody show up because you didn't spend any time on getting people there and to totally wing your presentation. Those are the only two pitfalls, and I know you guys well enough. We have great radio listeners. You guys are smart. You'll take this and you'll run to the next level with it. So if you're somebody who needs more listings, and honestly, who doesn't? Even if you've got 50 listings, maybe 10 of them are going to take the holidays off. You need more listings. Do a home seller seminar following our outline from today. So again, location, agenda, free CMA, fill some things out, you know, your free CMA cards, follow up on those leads, have a goal of setting listing, pre, uh, listing presentation appointments while you're there, and then consider adding some charitable stuff, you know, uh, as a partnership and blowing it up to the next level. So this has been Julie Harris, obviously, realestatecoachingradio.com for previous shows. And what is your homework? Free coaching calls for agents.com if you need help, if you have questions, if you'd like to find out more about coaching, free coaching calls for agents.com. And don't forget to catch previous uh, radio shows, again, realestatecoachingradio.com. So we will see you tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And don't just put these notes away in your desk. Decide right now what is the date that you choose for your home seller seminar. When are you going to do it? That's number one. Commit. Look at your calendar. Make sure you're not you know, interrupting anything major in your community. Secondly, where are you going to do it? Decide by the end of the day. Actually implement this. If you need help implementing this or anything else, again, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And this has been our show. Have a great rest of your day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.